0: Hello, everyone, and happy 2022. Welcome to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, a.k.a. The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms, at The Gratitude Chick for both Instagram and Facebook, gratitude underscore chick on Twitter, and on TikTok, Babes Who Manifest. new year we are officially in 2022 amazing how fast 2021 came and went i don't know about you but i have learned so much in 2021 it was a year of eye-opening and learning and i am just very grateful for all of the things that i learned in 2021 to propel me into 2022. I am very excited. Today being January 1st, we have 365 days to do better than we did in 2021. And I think it starts off, for me at least, um, with God. So yesterday, we ended 2021 with gratitude, And today we are going to start it off um, by, you know, kind of talking about David and uh, his relationship with God. So, um, Saturdays are going to be what I have entitled your weekly devotional with the Gratitude Chick, which is me. So, um, in this episode... We are going to read over a few of the scriptures from 1 Samuel 30. Now, in 1 Samuel 30, I'm reading from the New King James Version. And I've already prayed over um, everything before I pressed record. Um, In this chapter, David and his men come back from being away from the city to realize that. Um, their enemy have infiltrated, burned the city, and captured there, or as far as they know, the women uh, uh, and the children of the city are gone. So, verse one, now it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag attacked Ziklag and burned it with fire and had taken captive the women and those who were there. From small to great, they did not kill anyone, but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city and there it was burned with fire and their wives, their sons, their daughters had been captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives, Ahinoam, the Jezreelitess, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite, had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. That's what the New King James Version says. But the King James Version says, "Uh, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. So, the reason why I chose this one is because I want to start off this year by letting... um, You guys know that you have the power within yourself to encourage yourself. You have that power within. And the way that I go about encouraging myself is remembering the goodness of the Lord. I go back and remember all of his blessings. I keep a book where I write down every blessing that comes to pass to me so that if I am ever in a situation where I need encouragement I can open that book and I can read every time that the Lord has blessed me now while David may not have had that kind of book he sure did have a good memory to be to be able to go back and again this is just my assumption based on what I do Because to me, how else can you encourage yourself in the Lord if not going back into your mind and remembering all of the things, all of the goodness, all of the ways that the Lord has blessed you in your life? That, That to me is the only way you can encourage yourself in the Lord because you have to remember who God is. There are plenty of scriptures in the Bible that tell you to remember, you know? So for me, I believe that David sat wherever he was in his distress of his wife being his wives being taken and his his um people being taken. And as the his men spoke of stoning him, he sat there and he remembered everything that that the Lord has done for him. And um let me see, verse uh so that was first verse, verses one to, to six. And verse seven says, Then David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, please bring the ephod here to me. Now, for those of you that don't know what an ifhod is, I'm gonna look that up. Nope, oh, that is not, okay. It is a sleeveless garment worn by Jewish priests that's what it is okay and Abiathar brought the ephod to David so David inquired of the Lord saying shall I pursue this troop shall I overtake them and he answered him pursue for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all so in this verse it is telling us that after David went and reviewed in his mind, and encouraged himself in the Lord. He did not doubt in his heart. He did not sit and wallow in frustration. He did not sit and be pissed off at God, as we often do. He went and encouraged himself in the Lord his God, so that when he went before the Lord, the Lord said, Go and pursue them and you will recover all. The lesson in that is when troubles come, not if they come, when they come, because that is life. Life happens, but how how we overcome is in the reaction to what happens to us there are so many traumas in my life and had I gotten this word sooner my reaction to them probably would have led me in a different direction you know I would be further along. and don't get me wrong I am supremely blessed but oftentimes, I know that had I not done this, 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 and this, I would be here, here, here and here. you know I can I have the ability to be able to look back on my life and know where I went wrong. So they always say hindsight is twenty twenty, yeah. And some people say hindsight is the killer of dreams. And that is true. Because if you stay looking back on what could have been. Had you done things differently. Then you'll never move forward. And even Paul says that he, he's, he puts away things that are behind him. But the purpose of this, this scripture to me is telling us that when things happen to us. Instead of lamenting. Instead of being angry, instead of being pissed off and, you know, continuing to or just saying things about God that really is not his fault. Let, let it, let's be honest. Let's be honest and take ownership of what it is that you thought, what it is that you said, and what it is that you've done to get yourself in the predicament that you're in. Let, let's be honest with that take ownership and I think that people often blame God when it definitely isn't his fault for your choice because he, to me he gave us provision and in this tiny little scripture he reminds us that you have the power to encourage yourself in the Lord, you have that power All you have to do is go into your mind and remember all of the things that the Lord has done for you. This is why I am such a huge proponent of gratitude. Because the more that you keep, you know, gratitude and being grateful and thankful in front of you, the more, the better your reactions to life. The better your reactions to life. I don't care if you get fired. I don't care if you lose your home. I don't care if your car gets repossessed. Whatever the issues that's going on in life, find a way to be grateful despite it it all. The Bible tells us in all things, be grateful. So to me, if it says in all things, be grateful, there is gratitude in every situation. You just have to find it. So for for this scripture, it is literally telling us to watch our reactions. Because our reactions really, um, I won't say determine God's response, but it may help your response time. And why? Because if your reactions are to encourage yourself in the Lord, and then you go before the Lord asking for his help, You've already aligned yourself within the frequency of getting whatever it is that you're asking for, but if you're pissed off, you're angry, you're blaming God, and you you know at that point you don't trust God, you you know you don't believe anymore, but then you deign to get on your knees and ask him for help, you're in a situation where you're you're not believing, so you are no longer on the frequency to get what it is that you're asking for. And that doesn't mean that God is withholding anything from you. It doesn't. But the Bible tells us that whoever believes you will get what you want. So if you are not on the frequency of believing then you're not going to get what you want. That is not how the universe works. That's not how God works because he outlines that in his word. So, verse 9. So David went, he and the 600 men who were with him, and came to the brook Besor, where those stayed who were left behind. But David pursued, he and 400 men, for 200 stayed behind, who were so weary that they could not cross the brook. Now you have to remember, these people had just come back to the city. So now they have to go pursue the people who came and stole their people. So it's going to be some weariness. And in David's mind, um, let, let's leave the people who, you know, are too weary to, to fight. But I think something different. And I'll tell you as I keep reading. Verse 11. Then they found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David. And they gave him bread and he ate. And they let him drink water. And they gave him a piece of a cake of figs and two clusters of raisins. So when he had eaten, <coughs> excuse me, his strength came back to him, for he had eaten no bread nor drunk water for three days and three nights. Then David said to him, "To whom do you belong, and where are you from?" That's David. To whom do you belong? An Egyptian? Are you are you guys getting that? To whom do you belong, and where are you from? And he said, "I'm a young man from Egyptian, excuse me, from Egypt." a servant of an Amalekite, and my master left me behind because three days ago I fell sick. We made an invasion of the southern area of the Sherathites and the territory which belongs to Judah and of the southern area of Caleb, and we burned Ziklag with fire. And David said to him, can you take me down to this troop? So he said, swear to me by God that you will neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master, and I will take you down to this troop. And when he had brought him down, down there, I'm sorry. And when he and when he had brought him down, there they were spread out all over the land, eating and drinking and dancing because of all the great spoil which they had taken from the land of the Philistines and from the land of Judah. Then David attacked them from twilight until the evening of the next day; not a man of them ex- escaped except four hundred young men who rode on camels and fled. So David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away, and David rescued his two wives. And nothing of theirs was lacking, either small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything which they had taken from them. David recovered all. Then David took all the flocks and herds they had driven before those other livestock and said, This is David's spoil. Now David came to the 200 men who had been so weary that they could not follow David, whom they also had made to stay at the brook Besor. So they went out to meet David and to meet the people who were with him. And when David came near the people, he greeted them. Then all the wicked and wor- worthless men of those who went with David answered and said, "Because they do not go, they did not go with us. We will not give them any of the spoil that we have recovered." "'except for every man's wife and children, "'that they may lead them away and depart. "'But David said, "'My brethren, you shall not do so "'with what the Lord has given us, "'who has preserved us and delivered into our hand "'that troop that came against us. "'For who will heed you in this matter? "'But as his part is who goes down to the battle, "'so shall his part be who stays by the supplies.' they shall share alike. So it was from that day forward, he made it a statute and an ordinance for Israel to this day. So, and this is letting, is telling us that, and what I believe is that in order for God to get the glory and not saying that God wouldn't have gotten the glory, but oftentimes with fallible men, when we asked for something of God and we feel like we did something to get it, we got it on our own. And then at that point, we've taken God's praise. So personally, I believe that the 200 men, that he had to chop some of those men to stay so that it could be a smaller company to go and slaughter and, and, and take back what was stolen and then some so that they could see the goodness of God, you see what I mean, and even you know, even more so for them to not only get their spoils back or their you know, whatever the people stole from them, but they took the spoils from the other land that they had invaded before Judah. And in that regard, to me, him saying, Hey, we're gonna split it equally, showed not only the fairness of God, but the fairness of God is of uh, in making David you know, king. So verse, let's see, how many verses? Okay, we're almost done. Verse 26. Now when David came to Ziklag, he sent some of the spoil to the elders of Judah, to his friends, saying, here is a present for you from the spoil of the enemies of the Lord. To those who were in Bethel, those who were in Ramoth of the south, those who were who were in Jatar, those who were in Arorah, those who are in Siphimoth. I am butchering these names. I already know. Those who are in Eshtemoa. Those who are, were in Rachal. Those who were in the cities of the Jer- Jerahimelites. Those who were in the cities of the Kenites. Those who were in the city of, the, of Horma. Those who were in Choroshan. Those who were in Attack those who were in in Hebron into all the places where David himself and his men were accustomed to rove. So he split the spoil up to every city in Judah where David often visited, is what that verse is saying. So David showed in himself that he is not the kind of king that would gather everything to himself, but he is the kind of king that, will take his portion and then divide portions to everyone else. And this is why the Bible says that David is a man after God's own heart. Because he is a fair king. And that is why David was so blessed at all times where he was able to go back into his mind and say and encourage himself in the Lord his God. And this is why I I literally love David. I love Psalms. I love all stories about David because it gives us not only a snapshot of his relationship with God and how much he trusted God and believed in God and followed God, but it also showed us that this man who, whom God loved so much as to said he's a man after God's own heart. He was also a fallible man in that he had multiple wives, which goes against the, the commandments. He killed a man to take his wife. You know, David is with, not without fault. And that that to me is a lesson for all of us to know that we don't have to be perfect for God to love us. We don't have to be perfect for God to bless us. We don't have to be perfect for God to lift us up. But we do have to praise. We do have to be thankful. And as I stated to you many times before, gratitude in itself is not just a prayer, but it is also praise to God. So I'm going to leave you with um, this verse that I say um, after it. Every time that I um, read the Bible, when I'm done. And I'll just say, it is Psalms 19 verse 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I say that after every verse that I read. Because I want the lord I, I want him to know that um i want i want everything that i do the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart i want it to be acceptable in his sight i do and i don't want to be a person that just reads the bible to know the bible i want to read it i want to understand it and i want it to i want to apply it as best as i can to my life And that is why I read a lot about David. Because he is a man after God's own heart. But he's also fallible. You know? He is a sinner. And he is, out of every person in the Bible, every character ever written, he, to me, is one that is the closest to us today in these times. Because he didn't... He did everything, you know, killed, you know, fornicated, adulterer, like he did it all. And he was still a man after God's own heart because of his praise. I want y'all to get this word. And that's why the Bible tells us that God, a man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. It is the heart of David that God loves. So anyway. Thank you guys for turning in, tuning in to this first episode of the new year. I will see you guys next week for our next devotional. You guys stay blessed and don't forget to add gratitude as a daily practice in your life. I promise you your life will change once you add the daily practice of gratitude. Have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, a.k.a. The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to subscribe to me on YouTube at The Gratitude Chick. Make sure to click in my description box for the link to paid surveys, manifesting merchandise, and much more.